Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Today, uh, this probably won't be a long one, but it's definitely one that comes up a lot. There's a lot of confusion about this particular topic. So today we're digging into copywriting versus copy editing. What is copywriting? Which that might be a little bit shorter. You guys have probably figured it out by now. But also, what is copy editing? And how is it different from copywriting? Is it similar at all? Is it a totally different industry. Wink, wink. Maybe it is. Spoiler alert. They both alert. have copy. They both have copy in the name. Yes. But so very quickly, copywriting, again, very quickly, you guys, I'm sure know. We will link to the episode. We'll link to the episode. What is copywriting? Yeah, yes. But. but copywriting is marketing and advertising. It's writing that is designed to persuade and or to sell. Generally, you're trying to get people to take action, which of course is also different from content, which we'll link to that as well because we do have an episode about that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Content is designed to educate, inspire, or entertain. That's your blog post. But again, copywriting, marketing, advertising, writing, generally designed to get people to take action, to persuade them and or to sell. Now, copy editing, totally different thing. And at that, I'm going to turn it over to our resident copywriter and technically our resident copy editor. You have to take that on, Kate. Yes. I don't know if I can claim official copy editor status still since I haven't done an official capacity for more than a decade now, but I did start my career as a copy editor. And so I think the, the best way to distinguish the two is to forget about copy in these names and think of writing, editing. And so it's copy editing. And of course, with editing, there's also like more substantive edits, which is more the the ideas behind the piece. So that's not what a copy editor is doing. So you're, you know, head of the editing department might be looking at the 
And this is again, typically more with content or journalism or books. other things, books versus, versus copywriting, because we'll get into that. But the substantive editing is more, how does this flow? Does this piece need to go up here? Do we need to move things around? Are we not hitting on certain ideas? It's more the high level, big, what is this piece saying? What does it need to say? Is it hitting whatever the intended goal is? Copy editor is looking at your grammar, your punctuation, your um, ideas. And so to use an example, um, I saw it in the group the other day. There was one, um, the sentence started something like, uh, as a as an office manager, I know, bah, 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 that you have a hard time, bah, 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 bah. In that sentence, as an office manager, I, as an office manager, is describing I as the person. But in this context, I thought, hmm, I think you're referring to the you in this. Is that mm-hmm. right? Is that because then you need to follow that clause, they meant if that you will? You being you an, office, as an manager, office manager, probably. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I didn't mean to get grammar lesson on you, but I feel like that's a good example of. Uh, not necessarily black and white for a copy editor, because in that situation, you would ask the author, you would pose that back to them to say, hey, I think this is what you mean. Is that accurate? If so, here's the change that needs to be made. Because it's not, you know, 100% clear that that is what they meant. I inferred it from everything else. But um, but for the, the most part, I think the, the more black and white stuff. So is this a proper use of a semicolon, a colon, um, Obviously, spotting typos, yes. Um, looking for uh, passive voice often, changing it to active voice. So really just in the weeds of every little detail, following a style guide of whatever organization that you're working for. I have a question. Is yeah. It's the Chicago Manual style, Manual of Style, and what's the other big one? AP is AP. The, the Associated Press, yep. Do most people follow one or the other? Or do most, I should say, most organizations follow one or the other? That's a good question. I've had organizations that follow both and organizations that often take bits and pieces of both that they like. Um, So, for example, I forget which AP or Chicago one. I think it's AP does like spaces around M dashes, which that's another thing. An N dash versus an M dash. And that correlated, I believe, the size of an N Mm-hmm. is the, the, the width. correlates to the, the width. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. The width of an N versus the width of an M. And that's your little hyphen area. So an N dash is typically used between numbers. Um, most people just use a hyphen if you're not getting super nitty gritty and nitpicky. Um, and then an M dash. Yeah. So some one, you know, the different style guides will be like, don't put spaces around the M dash. Some will say do same thing with ellipses having spaces before. Um, some, some don't, you close it right against the center. So little things like that for consistency. And especially, you know, people think, well, that's not a big deal. Um, and in a longer piece of writing in a book or in a, in a, an article or things like that, it can get very distracting when there isn't consistency, especially if you're the type of person um, who starts to notice that and then just get taken out of what you're actually supposed to be processing. So it is a very valuable, valuable job. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of your clients, you know, as a copywriter, you're you're not responsible for all of that nitty nitty gritty. Are we putting our best foot forward? Absolutely. Do you want to have typos? No, you don't want to have typos. Um, but, uh, you know, you can ask your client for a style guide if they have one. If you're curious, you want to, you know, write to their style guide. They might provide you one if they do have one. 
Um, sometimes they won't. Uh, there might be though nuances in that style guide as well of we use customer versus clients. Like that, that's the word choice they use. So they might have those sorts of things for you to be aware of. And that can help as a copywriter to have that information to know, hey, they asked me not to use this word. They use this word instead, or they use, um, you know, for us, we use students versus members because it's not a membership program. Mm -hmm. um, so things like that, that will influence the word choices you're writing and can be an easy thing to just, after you've done writing your copy, do a control F, did I use this word that they don't want me to use or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yes. It, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, as someone who has not been who has not been a professional copy editor, but has has uh, benefited from those the from those services, um, they have out in the world. I think like the New York Times has one, but you can oh, yeah. search copy editor quiz if you think like, oh, I could probably do that. Like, oh, you know, because there are certain markings that you use. There are certain, um, yeah. in addition to finding the errors, there are certain markings that you use. But uh, as someone who's like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty up on this. This kind of stuff, I could probably, it's fascinating just to see how in-depth a true, not a proofreader, but a true, which is, you know, proofreader, you're basically just looking for typos, um, mm -hmm. but a true copy editor to see what level of skill a true copy editor is operating with. And most, um, most, if you want to become a copywriter at a company, most of them will have a test that you have to take. Did you have to take a test before you started at Smarter Travel? I did not have to take a test, but I showed them my tests from my copy editing class. And I feel like that was enough. It was a, a manuscript that we had been given with riddled with, you know, every possible error that the teacher could, could throw in there. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, again, with all the markings to like transpose this because these letters need to be switched or, you know, when you insert a period, you circle the period. There's so many different markings um, yeah. and how in the margins you also then, you know, put things. Anyway, uh, it's, if, it was get into it because if, <laughs> if you're interested in copy editing, highly recommend taking a course to get you up to speed on everything you need to know in that. Exactly. Field. That was kind of my point was that sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, maybe I'll get into copy editing. But as copywriters, it's the same thing. And again, not to confuse the words, but in the sense that as copywriters, when we talk to people and as professional copywriters, when we talk to people, they're like, well, I like writing. I should just become a copywriter. And I know all of you guys listening or watching are going, no, it's totally, you know, it, you need training to become a copywriter and a copy editor again forgetting that word copy because i know that can get confusing but it's you need training to be a copy editor you can't just like kind of wing it and honestly in some ways because it is more black and white than copywriting you know there's there's <laughs> there's right and wrong with it there's a rule book you know you're following a style guide how should this title be capitalized how do we treat the title with someone's names that come before it if it comes after and how that's different there's there's rules you follow so if you're not catching everything in something and you provide it to a client they're even if they don't have copyright training, they're going to know though if something you know because people write in people like I'm sure the New York Times gets comments all the time with people finding errors in their, in their, in their work. Uh, and so it, people are going to notice. And so if you are the one saying I'm a copy editor and not able to do everything that that job entails, it's not, it's not going to work out in the long run is all that's to say. Mm -hmm. So getting the training so that you can do the best work as, as, as with anything. Yeah. Well, and I know that a question that comes up too, 
is people say, oh, I want to be a copywriter. Can I also be a copy editor? And can I have them both on my website? Um, and- you can do both. I would not recommend, though, if you're saying, I'm going to write the copy for you and then I'm going to edit it. It's such a different part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and to look at your own work is so much harder to copy edit your own work than someone else's work Yeah, because you're so close to it. Your brain just starts to fill in and well, not even notice. Exactly. And the fact, too, that, that copywriting, you're generally not going to be copy editing copywriting. You're yes, going to be copy better, editing yeah. content. You're going to be copy editing long form blog posts. You're going to be copy editing um, articles. You might be copy editing books. Copywriting, you're not doing that same kind of work. So the client that's coming to you for copy editing yeah. is not going to be the same client that's coming to you for copywriting. So if you yeah. try to combine those on your website. I was going to say, you need two different websites if you're going to do both. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to do both. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's uh, your business, your, you know, an option. But it's, I think it goes back to, and we can link to this episode too, if we, we talked about uh, keeping focused on what your goal is. And so I think a lot of people think, well, if I offer more services, these seem like like they they naturally combine. If I offer them both, I can, you know, get more clients, make more money and get my business off the ground faster. And that's not, not the case at all, especially when you add on the fact that you do need training and that'll take even more time if you're waiting to get both of these services up and running at the same time. And yeah, to Nikki's point, you're going to have two different client bases completely. Um, The person that needs an email written is not the same person that needs, you know, a 50 page uh, ebook necessarily copy edited. Um, Obviously as you're working with clients and you find that need, sure you can, Hey, point them to your, your other site for that specific work. But it's, Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's such a different part of the brain and it's so, I want to say it like it's because it's black and white, it almost has that more analytical quality to it versus copywriting being much more creative. And when we say creative, you know, I always like to caveat, it's not, doesn't mean you have to be super clever and witty and funny and all of that. It's just more, what's, what's my concept for this piece? I could go this direction. Here's the big benefit. And here's how I could phrase that CCA students know from the Appleberry Farms concepting exercise. Like there's a lot of directions you can go with that. Um, and so that's very different than this is right. This is wrong. This follows the style guide. This doesn't follow the style guide. Um, and so I, I find, I mean, yes, I've done both, but, uh, the the pressure with copy editing, I always like to call it like you're like the goalkeeper. It's the one of the last steps, and you are finding all of this stuff often before things go to print. Never mind digital. Digitally, you can make a change and it's updated on the internet in seconds. If you're doing it for print pieces, it's like oh boy, it's on you if the mistake gets through. It's it's a different feel. Uh, it's a different. I I want to say it usually attracts two different types of people, and I'm like here I am doing both. But um, that's why I moved to well, copy editor writing, well. and I was like, oh, yeah. this is because I didn't know about copywriting. I only knew about copywriting because I was fortunate in the business that I was a copy editor at. I learned about copywriting, uh, and so that was like, oh yes, this is more what I want to do. This is where my creative writing degree helps. Like editing was great. It got me got me started in the field, but. Oh man, it's it's an intense profession. Is all that's to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is fascinating. And again, if you have, if you even if you have no intention of becoming a copy editor, just if you're curious, go look up one of those. I'm curious uh, now. Yeah, I know, right? I'd probably I'd, fail it, honestly. <laughs> um, and actually, maybe you can we can find the link and put it in the um, in the show notes. And yeah, I'll tell um, you my results if I do it. 
I I will not. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> um, but uh, so in a nutshell, uh, two they sound so similar, which I know is very confusing. Um, but well, especially when you're like, I want my copywriting to be clean and error free, and a lot of us are like, we pay attention to detail. Yes but not to the extent that this profession does, I I can promise you. Exactly. They're two very, very different professions. Uh, But the good news is now you know. And now you can move forward making educated choices about copy editing versus copywriting. And so uh, with that, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.